Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Hope you're doing well. I'm bringing you a new episode today. Hope that it brings you tremendous value. Um, got any thoughts or takeaways um, during or after the episode? Drop me a line on Twitter or Instagram, at GoMaluku on both platforms. And as always, please enjoy the episode. This is the GoMaluku Podcast. All right, can you see me okay there? Perfectly. My screen will be um, a little bit too small for me to see. So if I'm cross-eyed or doing weird things, I never oh, see my face. I have the same problem always. <laughs> you know, it's always, um, am, I, am, I, am I in the frame or doing, am I doing crazy stuff? Do it weird stuff in the background like last time around? Right. Well, I just changed so that you can get a little bit of, a, of my arrow. But uh, this oh. house is, is my roommate's house. Okay. And, and there's there's a lot of people for a little house. Oh. So, so we have to find corners and and you know I didn't want you to see the table and and the curtains so that we can get some light. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll sit on the official um, recording spot. Yeah, is, is this is this your official recording um, Zoom little corner? Corner. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know that feeling. Like it's you know, um we have been creative, let me tell you. Oh yeah, it is <laughs> and and is it also that um is everyone using the same zoom spot? It's like is you have to like no, but but we have coincided on having meetings at the same time. Right. So one of us will either disappear to the bedroom and try to create something there on bed. <laughs> On the bed, you know, and uh, other times, you know, if Evie can do it, she'll go outside, mm-hmm. you know, and hold her from there. So we we have become very creative when it comes to our Zoom meetings and them coinciding. <laughs> yeah, every everybody, I know that everybody gets creative, and especially with this whole pandemic thing, is that, that oh my gosh, you know, we're yeah. trying to find our our own nook, you know, a nook in the house, and. and that, that that is my go-to spot for for zoom meetings and, and <laughs> yeah. you, you must you must have been i don't know like um i think it's becoming a thing right now death by zoom you, you first you had a death by powerpoint now you had death by zoom yeah uh it's it, zoom um is the boss of us now i know i think um like let me tell you yesterday was a day i had so many meetings and all of them were important Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you do when you have so many, you know, and, and, you know, you always miss out on one, but, you know, different organizations will schedule things accordingly, you know, according to their own schedules. And, and obviously when we do the things that we do, right. we end up having a lot of things on our plate and having to shuffle. So how do, been how, interesting. how do you, how do you prioritize? Did you just, life, right? did, <laughs> that, that's for certain. And how do you prioritize then? Because I'm like, you should see my calendar. It is like there's there's a lot of overlap. Obviously, I'm 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 sure yours is too. Like, how do you, how do you prioritize? Um, well, um, for example, right now we're working on. To me, it's it's about putting putting out fires. Mm. That's how right. it feels at times. You know, sometimes you have the flexibility of being able to speak with somebody, uh, but you know, many of the other big meetings that we have coordinated by the UN, you know, we don't have flexibility there. 
So it's always trying to accommodate, you know, which which one is the bigger fire right now and that really calls for for my presence and right. then having to do it that way. Mm. And sometimes everything is important, Ghazali. And and you know True. that, you know, you'll you'll miss you'll miss one, you know. Yeah. 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 And, and you also know sometimes we run out of one to connect to the next. You know, and so and so is not here. Well, they're at the meeting that I was at. You know, but y'all just ran out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I, so there's yeah. many of us on the same boat, mm. but I think uh, yeah. we can empathize um, with other brothers and sisters that really feel the same way. Oh, definitely. I and I, I keep asking people in the in the pre before before this just is a pre conversation. Obviously, this is mm -hmm. not part of the whole podcast right. thing, but it just is me. Uh, this is my interest. And and every everyone um, that I get on a podcast, like how 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 do you do it? And because I'm I'm trying to trying to figure out what is my, you know, well how do I reprioritize my mm -hmm. my list? So um, I always ask if there's that question to everyone because um, we're all like I said we're all in the same boat. We 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 I feel like we're monkeys jump going from tree branch to tree branch and you know, from Zoom meeting exactly. to Zoom meeting. I, I will give you an example. This morning really early obviously to match the time with uh with africa i had another meeting right but i i care very much about this um team because i'm the focal point as we're organizing the second world conference of indigenous women mm. and africa is is one of my regions so it was do i tend to the one that i have early on that has to do with this other thing that it's really important and i had to pretty much put that in the balance. And it was like, well, I know Africa's doing really good, you know, and 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 they're getting it and they're, you know, there's there um, zero draft, you mm. know, uh, as we prepare, it's looking really good. So, you know, I, I forwent Africa this morning so that I could attend the other one. Right. So it, it, it comes to that. And, and where am I most needed at? And where can I have the biggest impact if it's one of these um, at the international level? Right. So that that is your filter that you go through, right? So that's all right. That's 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 how I have to do it. What, um, if you, if you're gonna play this analogy out, you know, like this fire thing, like so, what can I put out with my fire hose, right? Um, um, yeah, it is. I don't know. It's uh, I. That's one of the like one of the reasons why I'm I'm so hoping that we that the, that we can go back to like travel and everything else again so that we're all at least in the same time zone yeah it is great that you can do yeah. this from your own home um however um somebody will 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 will, will draw the short straw you know like or it will be 4 a.m for someone yeah um yeah you know you know and it's and or, or like I've, I've been at the receiving end many times actually you know what at 4 a.m meetings like oh, okay well i do have to work still mm -hmm. uh, but but uh, so like you you, tr you you try to figure it all out and it's like uh, yeah putting out fires whilst also being a juggler you know like you try to like all right yeah I, I, yeah exactly and another thing that that i have found is we need to take a look at at where am i needed the most mm right where can i really have an impact because to us all our issues are important right you know depending mm -hmm. on where we are a particular issue will be more important for you and and and, and i as islanders right 
um, climate change is huge for us. You know mm. what's happening with climate change and 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 all these other things that impact our our ways of life and our own lands and territories and 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 but it could be different things for different people. Right. And when when we identify that, right? When we know where am I most beneficial? Where do I have the the biggest impact at? You know, my presence at this meeting will equate to what? Am I going to be a listener, which is really as important? Mm. But am I going to be able to speak and 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 present uh, or give some ideas or input to make a difference? Right. Yeah. I mean, to me, those are the the that's what that's what we've had to 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 do. Many of us. Mm. And the other thing that I wanted to mention, I also think that we've come to realize the power and the, and the need to do some of this work face to face. Oh, because 100%. for example, with the COPs, Ghazali, mm. we're not there to, to, to negotiate and, 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 and go to our partners, you know, or our friend, friendly states to do any advocacy. Mm-hmm. And so if before, and you and I that have been there, if things were difficult before and we never knew what meeting we would be able to attend or, or as many times as, you know, we, we've experienced that we have been there in a room waiting for the meeting to begin. And after we've sat there for some time, the next thing you know, it's going to be close to us and we're asked to leave the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So imagine I see this even more so now. Definitely. It, it is easier to keep people uh, yeah. away and 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 that's what I really was thinking you know our presence there uh during the COPs is 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 so important and mm. I'm very grateful to our brothers and sisters that are at, at, at the prep summit you know on on food sovereignty because right now in Rome right oh, no, uh, it's or, going yeah. on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going on right now yeah so yeah you know I see the need I see the need. It's, oh. it's become really real. This is not as as some people may see it in in almost like a, a you know I want to I want to do some of that just because they see us go from place to place, but they don't realize the work involved. Right. You know. Mm. Um, uh, or, or the fact that you know uh, we don't sleep. You know, or like you and and and, and Danica. <laughs> Remember, just run the clock and in there right. all night long. SCGs, yeah. And the same thing with, with Alta. Mm. So people have no idea of, of the type of work, right? And the things that we can do right at that moment. You know, oh, yeah. those moments where we have to do an intervention and, and it's something that you were not planning to do that, but now you have to change it and you have to address it. Right. We're not having that opportunity now. And it concerns me when... We are in spaces that we still don't have a big indigenous uh, participation mm-hmm. as, as we wish we could have. Um, so it's, it's very worrisome to me. Right. Man, because, yeah. you know, this is so frustrating. I, I, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, please continue. This is just me thinking out loud. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it, 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 I see the, the need and, mm. and, the way I see it is our presence is of the essence, mm. you know, and and if it had been 
difficult when there's just a handful of us, um, as is, is our case with the chemical conventions, for example, with the comforts of the parties. Yeah. Imagine now. Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, you can go to this side event and that side event or whatever, but, you know, you cannot go to this one and you cannot go to that one. Right. So we're at the mercy. Mm-hmm. So oh. we don't even have, you know, um, the fraction of numbers. No. Which, which is our strength, actually, our, our presence in those meetings, uh, as particularly for indigenous peoples, right? You know, there's a strength the, in number, not, not just in numbers, but a presence at first. Um, numbers comes, comes in second, but, um, but. Right, right. But yeah, it is. But it's it, getting our foot in the door. Yeah, definitely. You know, our, our way of, 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 uh, of engaging with these, with, with, with these countries, with these people on a human level, you know, and, and mm-hmm. just t- talking and we're so dynamic and, and yeah, seeing what well, like different cops and, and like indigenous peoples, we bring a whole different flavor to the table, uh, a whole new yeah atmosphere to the, to the conversation, to, to a meeting uh, that um, other constituencies, I have I've yet to see them do it. And it's not like, oh, look at us, how great we are as indigenous peoples, but it, mm-hmm. it is just a, a certain thing that we, that we bring and it is, it is our strength, and in in the same sense, it is also the weakness of people that do not like us, right? You know, mm-hmm. they, they, yeah, it is exactly. something that is something that is placed to our strength that they would love nothing more than to downplay that. And this whole virtual thing, um, um, it it has, it's virtual, so it's it has the illusion of participation. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly, um, you know, exactly, and and it, it is. It is all but great. I can mute you and I can keep you out, right. you know, and yeah. you not know, that it, we didn't, wouldn't face things like that face to face, but we have hallways and there's things that we can do. Those silent actions that we do um, at, at the different arenas of the United Nations, whether in Europe or, or in New York. Yeah. Like, Ty, if you and I were in negotiations or, or at a negotiation table and let's say I'm a state representative, and you're and you're from the indigenous side. One hundred percent. After a meeting, you would walk up to me and talk, and, mm-hmm. and we would talk, you know, uh, and we we would invite each other to coffee or whatever, and and just have have a, have have, a, have yeah, continue the, the dialogue. Now, like once you log off, you log off. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's no follow up. There's there's no there, there's nothing that that that's that keeps the uh, that we can use to keep the the dialogue going and and or you know to to and we all know and p- people should all know that that like the the negotiations don't happen on and at the table right you know it is it is all in the corridors exactly. it's yeah. all in at dinners and at taking drinks uh, having drinks with one another that's where it all happens and or after a side event right yeah right you know uh, for example um and again sometimes um the states have representatives that really are not in touch with a lot of the things that their own countries do. Yeah. And, 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 and what pops to mind immediately was um, we were at the COPs. Uh, you remember that, the, uh, the, the number, I can't remember. One of the COPs for the mm. three. Right. And, and, and Rochelle, you and I were the representatives that, that year. Oh, and, 2017. 
Right. Yeah. And and we showed uh, as, as a side event, Circle of Poison. Mm -hmm. Right. There was a lot of people that I had gone to the Latin America and Caribbean group. And I had been given the opportunity to address the people before they met, because obviously after that, it was like, well, thank you very much. You know, and we're going to close doors. Right. But I had an opportunity to address the people as an indigenous person. And then obviously, as you say, in the corridors and whatever, and while we're having coffee or running for that cup of coffee in the morning or at night, um, you, you get to see these people. So uh, I invited them to, to Circle of Poison. Mm. And I have to say, Ghazali, that when they started watching it, a lot of representatives had tears in their eyes. Mm. And, and then after that, they approached me I didn't know that this was taking place, right? And 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 this this film that you know addresses the impacts of of restricted or banned pesticides being used in developing countries, but usually manufactured and produced by developed countries that do not um, have those um, chemicals or pesticides registered mm. um, for their own people, right? You know, uh, again, that human touch is put in the faces, put in the stories um, that I think it's, it's of the essence. And unfortunately, the pandemic is blocking us from doing that type work that is so fundamental for the advancements um, of our rights. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that's why, um, let, let's see which ones biodiversity cop was was moved to next year so it was supposed to be held this year but it's going to be moved again next year and i think that's a good thing because um climate change cop is likely to be held th this year um but i'm i'm, I'm worried about that um, in mm. terms of ind indigenous participation uh being in the uk within, within scotland uh, they're, they're, they're keeping us in the dark in a little bit in, in terms of all right who gets in, who, who can go in, who mm. can go, who cannot go in. Um, the numbers per delegation, because they obviously they want, they don't want, um, like in some ways, and I, I don't, I don't want to put on, I don't want to put on my tinfoil hat though, but <laughs> in some ways I'm like, yeah, this, this could really, they could, they could use it as an excuse. All right. Yeah. Indigenous, indigenous peoples, um, let's do 10. 10 mm -hmm. representatives or 10 organizations, one per organization, just to have the illusion, again, the illusion of representation. That That is not, that's, you know, and then that's what I'm afraid of, um, that that will be somewhat, uh, be, be, the, be become a reality uh, by the end of the, uh, by the end of this year, because we're there's, there's still not telling everyone any, everything. Uh, we do have to register, because I believe we're all registered for, 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 for the climate change cop but there's not a lot of information going on all right yeah um is it actually going to be physical um hope definitely not hybrid uh i don't like hybrid i, I think yeah i think at, at least either or either go fully virtual which wasn't really helpful last um during last um um subsidiary subsid uh, subsidiary bodies oh man mm -hmm. all these, yeah. um <laughs> It's in uh, acronyms. <laughs> oh, it's acronyms Olympics, you know, it, it, the UN. This is what you call it, right? It is the acronym <laughs> Olympics. And it, it is, it definitely is, it is like that. It is, 
so many acronyms that is UNPFII. Um, uh, uh, yeah, but how it? about GEF now? GEF, you know, it can be for the Generation Equity Forum, uh, but there's other 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 um, things that are also using the same initials. So when do you get where, you know, and how, are we going to get fancy? Right, right. Because <laughs> when, you, when you say GEF, my mind goes straight to, uh, what is it? Um, global Environment Facility, GAF. That's so. No, but it's Generation Equity Forum. It's the other one. It's the most recent one, really. Let's this is the one more. that. So, so you see, like we're repeating letters now. Yeah. <laughs> I think at, we need to go to double alphabet now. <laughs> at, 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 at some point, somebody must say, like, all right, enough is enough. You know, like, like we had en enough of these acronyms. Like, at some point, we all should have that like like we reached the end of it like we we've exhausted all the possible acronyms that even makes sense gaf makes sense you know it it you can you can, you can rem, uh, remember that or umpfii mrip it has a ring to it but yeah some right. some some um um yeah some un agencies even the one for 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 climate change that's just too many letters you know, oh, it's yeah. just because we get used to singing that UNF, you know, triple C type of thing. But it's it's at the beginning, you know, you go UNFCC, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> like UNFCCC, you always you're always afraid that you mentioned one C too too many or too few. <laughs> <laughs> like we, and, and and then it gets lost in translation, obviously. Like you know, you know what? You know double C, you know CC. And there's there's even one Caribbean organization actually, which calls itself, which is five C's. So how how do you how do you introduce yourself? It is C C C C C. Like obviously, like you, you could definitely like it's a tongue twister for one, but um yeah, all the, all these acronyms and it is well I have a brother Damon to thank for Cato. Simple C A D O, yeah. you know. Caribbean Amerindian Development Organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's simple enough. You know, we can do that one. But it's just when it gets so complicated and you try to say these things when you are teaching somebody that is not, and, and, and you know this, you know, the faces they make when we clarify, listen, these acronyms, you need to learn them, you know, and you're going to hear a lot of, you usually oh, yeah. talk uh, on that subject, you know, mm -hmm. and their faces is, oh my God, I, I remember myself. And I was like, how am I going to remember all these letters? You know, <laughs> how how was your first? Oh shoot! Like, it's, it's we're already started the podcast. Like, it, it's usually <laughs> I do a countdown, but but it is like um because we're all already already going to the good stuff. Um, all right, like let's continue the conversation. Um, but yes. just, just tell me when do you uh, do you have a heavy hot stop? Like, do you want to? How long do you want to talk? All right. Well. Uh... It, to me, I think it's important to mention what is happening right now as, as, as we just were. Mm -hmm. You know, the pandemic is doing a lot of, um, the, the pandemic to me, and, and I want to be very clear on this, and I hope that other brothers and sisters um, emulate this. Mm -hmm. We need to clarify the pandemic has not caused the issues that we're presenting. Mm. Because in some things it makes, you know, I, I, there have been that tone as if these issues came about because of the pandemic. But no, the issues have been magnified. 
You know, we have been speaking about the lack of medical services, you know, in remote areas or indigenous communities, right? And so that problem was there. If, if you had a, a health center, or a clinic, you didn't have the staff or they mm. didn't have the, the, the medication or, or, or the equipment that they needed, yeah. right? So all these things, um, I think that, that we have to be like very careful. Yes, the pandemic has done a lot of things, obviously a lot of harm. It has also exalted um, our traditional knowledge and indigenous knowledge when it comes to medicine mm. and how important that exchange is. But it has also put out to the public um, in a shocking way that I think, um, you know, sometimes this could be shocking. And then that could right? be shocking as well. And, and we have some people that live this way thinking, you know, genocide ended uh, several hundred years ago not realizing that genocide has never stopped for indigenous peoples. That as, as we speak, as, as, as we're having this conversation, Ghazali, brothers and sisters are losing their lives. Mm, definitely. You know? So it is important to, to just clarify, the pandemic has magnified the issues that we were already facing. And I think that that statement, um, whether we are in a so-called developed country, and, and I must clarify, dear brother, there are communities in developed countries that are either under developing countries' conditions or worse. Oh, 100%. Those things. Yeah. Right? Like, mm -hmm. no, so, definitely. So it is, it is really of the essence, you know? Uh, when you're islanders, you know, we, we the archipelago of Boriquen, for example, mm -hmm. you know, one of our island municipalities does not have a hospital. It was a, the, the little clinic they had was messed up with with Hurricane Irma and Maria. Yeah. You know, we had a girl from 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 our community that was very ill. There was no clinic. Then there's an issue with transportation from the, the island municipalities to the mainland, the child died. By the time she made it to the, to the mainland, the, the, the child had passed away. And so we have this great elderly community, right? Because again, the, the, they call it the, the brain flight mm. when we're speaking about you know, younger generations that are educated leaving our islands because of, of lack of opportunities to, to make a life you know, or, or even get a job. Mm. So these, these conditions are also happening in developed countries. You know, the lack of hospitals, people dying because they did not have the attendance. So right. imagine being in an island where you don't have the, the, the emergency medical team that you need, but in order for you to get it, you have to wait for a, a transportation that is not being provided responsibly by the state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you do, right? And I'm just giving you an example of, of Boriquen as a colony of the United States, right? So people yeah. look at us, oh yeah, that, you know, uh, the, 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 the Taino and the, and the Boricua people and the Puerto Rican people, you know, they're Americans and they think that we're all uh, 
been celebrating, you know, a kumbaya or, or dancing bomba. And, and it's not like that for everyone, you know? Yeah. Because what a lot of people don't know, it, it, is, um, it is not so star-spangled awesome mm-hmm. um, to be... Because uh, uh, Puerto Rico is, is, is like, it is um, not a fully-fledged... Like, I won't, like, yeah, explain it to, uh, to, to people that, that it's, it's not it's, actually state of the U, uh, U.S. Let me, yeah, let me, let me explain yeah. the unexplainable, mm. right? In, in, in 1952, you know, obviously, uh, just so, so that our audience um, knows a little, little, so a little bit about what happened. Obviously, Please. we were first uh, invaded by the rule of Spain. What we understand now as Spain, obviously, it wasn't Spain at that time. Mm. And then in 1898, um, between uh, when, they, when Spain and the U.S. had um, their war, we were invaded by the U.S. in 1898. As a matter of fact, uh, the invasion was on July 25th, 1898. So just a couple of days ago, uh, the, the September 25th means a lot of things for our people. Mm. And so it was the invasion time and as many other tragedies uh, as well. But it also in 1952, on September 25th, 1952, Puerto Rico became... Um, Listen to this. The free associated states of Puerto Rico. Now, talk about a triple oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're not free. We're not independent. The U.S. decides everything that happens. We, we have a local government, but really it has been proven over and over and now at the international arena as well that... The Puerto Rican people can say whatever they want. Congress of the United States has to say as to what happens to our people. If you are an American and you are a Puerto Rican living in the island, you cannot vote for president. So for those of you that are familiar with the Declaration of Independence of the United States, if you take a look at what the U.S. was claiming from, you know, complaining about, to the king in, in England mm. is exactly the, the, the same things that they're doing to us, right? So it's not a state, it's, it's not a state either, right? So remember, free associated state. We're not really associated. If I cannot make a decision, what, what, what type of association do we have right. if you're the one telling me what to do? Mm. And, and attributing things that impact the economy of Puerto Rican people. And we have no say in that, as is the, the Act Jones, uh, the Jones Act, rather, the Jones Act, right? Where, and, and I think that uh, relatives in the Pacific and Hawaii, for example, they also uh, are impacted, and, and Guam um, and Marshall Islands, anything US territory will be impacted by the fact that the, the Jones Act says, even if you have somebody that's coming, and, and I'll use again my example in Boriqueng, if you have somebody, a ship from Costa Rica, if they're coming to the US, 
right? They have to go by the Caribbean. Well, instead of us being able to get the merchandise right then and there directly from Costa Rica to Boriquen, we cannot do that because that has been forbidden for uh, territories, you know, island territories. Uh, they only allow one stop in US territory. So what ends up happening is that there went goodbye, goodbye. The ship from Costa Rica made it to the state of Florida. They shifted the things, you know, moved from one ship to the other, right? To an American merchant marine. And then, which is the most expensive one in the world and our people so that then they can go in an American ship to Boriquen. Now, now look at the cost. The ones that are getting that cost mm. are the people without any benefit. So you end up paying many times, you know, uh, what, what, what could cost you here in the States $2, you would be paying $6 uh in in body gang you know uh the cheapest refrigerator that you could find you know the kind that maybe uh became the new refrigerator for our grandparents you know now is is at, at, at a price that that you're like wait a second the states i can get uh three times that size mm -hmm. for just a couple of hundred dollars more but that's not what's happening to our people same with with um cars and everything so, you know, the, the economic pressure that our people are um, enduring is something that also must be stated when we're speaking about indigenous peoples. Because as some of the elders have said, welcome to the reservation. But because of colonization, because of the control that they have in our spaces, particularly in the Caribbean and the whitewashing stories, right? Where being Indio is like, oh, everybody can call you Indio, you know, as, as, a, as a Nick or Taino, right? And they don't have a problem with, with those of us that are stereotypical, although it is known, right, that we come in all colors. Um, historically, uh, I, I don't want people to think, oh, well, that's because they, they got mixed with white people. No, there were Taino that were very white as well. Mm. So we have a mixture of the very chocolatey to the one that's like the stereotypical to the one that is very fair skinned. And needless to say, because of that rhetoric, Ghazali, you know, our people continue to hammer that invisibility. So yeah, they can call us the Nick as long as we don't claim we are. Hmm. They don't have a problem recreating part of our uh, dances, you know, and, and ancestral knowledge or whatever, taking benefit of that, right? But they have a problem, and I'm talking about the system, when it comes to acknowledging the rights of indigenous peoples. That's why many of us in the Caribbean have taken it upon ourselves, you know, to promote the rights of the declaration on anything and everything we do. And you know that I always mm -hmm. say that anything we do at whatever level has to be tied to the declaration. And, and so we're moving forward and, and trying to educate our people so that they understand our rights. And if the politicians do not understand them, that they also see that the US, right, adopted the declaration and that there's also a responsibility that comes with that. It's not just about uh, signing it and then uh, I'm gonna forget about it until we have to sign another one, you know? Right. So. Mm -hmm. 
you know, those things are really important, Ghazali. And, and the structural um, decay that, that we are experiencing in the Caribbean because of climate change, because, you know, um, they have ignored the warnings of our peoples. Hmm. People knew about, you know, like uh, as islanders, and you may have experienced this as well in Maluku, right? Uh, our people know their coast. Our people know what happens. I, me as, 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 a, as a diver, right? Uh, and, and as a mermaid, right? I, I was raised, I'm from the coast, right? I know what I saw and didn't see when I was growing up. And I've seen animals that don't belong to our waters. We have invasions of species. You know, we have overgrowth of, of algae and, and, and we have lost like 11, if I'm not, um, if I'm recalling correct, 11 manatees. That is, that is horrible, Ghazali. Mm. That is horrible because the numbers were already low. And we have been on a campaign to try to, to like really um, ensure the safety of these gentle animals, which is also a, a sacred animal for us as Taino people. Right. But just within a couple of weeks, we have lost like 11. Mm. So, you know, it's it, the impact is just horrible, horrible. And there has to be responsibility, but we have to start from our own spaces. Yes, mm. it's important that we do what we do at that level so that nobody can ever come to us and say, well, we gave them a space, but they didn't come. Mm, right? mm. We are supposed to do whatever we have to do there, as we have been for many years. You grew up doing this, right? But then we must bring what agendas they're doing, hold them accountable. The, the sustainable development agendas, for example, need to be brought to our communities. They don't even know about that. The states don't do it. No. We have to make the state responsible. Right. Yeah. We need to educate from the local to the to the state level and to the state as in uh, governments at the international level. Yeah. They have responsibilities. It's not just about um, and, and, and this was uh, when you were speaking about effective participation. Right. If you recall years ago. Sometimes we had the feeling. Or the perception, let me just be uh, politically correct. Right. Once in a while, I do. Mm. <laughs> no, please, please, please. Uh, please. Effective please. participation, you know, full and effective participation does not mean let's have all these relatives come with the beautiful regalias and colors and dances that are exotic. Mm. And after you see um, them culturally, you know, and you took pictures with them then that's their full and effective participation. No, mm -hmm. you no. know, we no. honor, we honor those that came before us when we're wearing our regalia in those spaces, right. but we have a voice and it needs to be heard. Now we understand our rights. You know? don't, you, don't you, don't you, don't you feel like an, um, prim forum that, that they always put us in the grand, the grand, the general assembly room on the first day <laughs> like all these amazing photos and, and 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 photo ops and everything else and then the next couple of days and they, they put us in 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 conference room four to the kitchen <laughs> but i always not always uh, that doesn't that's not the right way to say it um 
but are we should be we be aware of no no we should we should definitely be aware what, what pops to mind when you, we talk when you talked about that everyone shows up in their indigenous regalia attire and 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 that which is not definitely not full and effective participation but it almost sounds like five 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 dial an elder you know like, like all right, you know like like that's let, 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 let's get this indigenous peoples in a photo and 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 um and be done with it um that surely should not be like and i think um i'm glad that you 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 raised it uh because i'm yeah i, I don't want indigenous peoples to and I want indigenous people to look beyond the curtain, you know, like mm -hmm. right, what's actually going on. And again, not having his tinfoil head on, but it is actually mm -hmm. being aware of. All right. Um, it's all all nice, you know, to to uh, it all looks good on the first day in a general assembly room. And this is just an example. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but. Um, but you do see it. You see it a lot. Is it like, oh yes? Because um, I remember, at, at a, as we we're talking about cops, um, cop twenty one, yes. you no, know, in Paris, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and suddenly European parliamentarians want to have a meeting with indigenous peoples, and I remember that the the the, the caucus, all right, was 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 trying, all right, who's going? Who's going from all regions? We need all seven regions present, and obviously, you always need to have seven regions present. So, um, um, we. So the, all the regions they 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 delegated some people, um, but I think it was myself and Kenneth. We said, "Hold mm -hmm. on, you guys! Before we <laughs> bend over backwards to mm -hmm. to make it to this meeting, to just look at all right, what meeting is going on right now that we should be in instead of uh -huh. like going to into this meeting." And these are European parliamentarians. They they um like on the food chain. They're not as high up as you want it to be. And it was at this was it, it, it was like um the final five minutes of a super bowl you know like, like right, mm -hmm, we, right, we, right we need to make some big plays <laughs> like are we actually going to spend our time doing this mm -hmm. um but then all the regions said yeah we, we should we should we should be doing it however you you just know all right these people are in on the other side of the table and we are we're treating it as a advocacy and a diplomacy exercise, or not an exercise, mm -hmm. but as, as another opportunity to engage, right? But you just saw, like, all right, yeah, we're mm -hmm. we're actually in this for the photo. Uh -huh. So, like, so at the end, you know, like, like I think they were a little bit disappointed that um, we didn't, that most of us didn't wear our indigenous attire like mm -hmm. as as if i walk every day in my yeah exactly and that's, attire, that's you know? something else that we need to like really that's why i wanted to stress right right that when we are in our regalia we're honoring our ancestors we're very proud of the people that we are mm. and 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 you know that um that caused the lives of many right mm -hmm. so we do it even purposely when we when we walk into those spaces um but the truth of the matter is people need to understand that indigenous peoples, you know, what they're being taught, at least here in the Americas and the Caribbean, I have to say, you know, um, no, not every North American Indian lives in a reservation. And no, mm. it's not that they're having this great life, no taxes, and everybody has casinos and they're making mega bucks, right? <laughs> right. Um, when, when 
over 70% of the North American Indians are urban Indians. They're living in cities like you and I, you know, mm. they're not wearing their, their paint or their feathers or their regalia to go and work at the bank. Right. They don't smudge every day you know, to, to, <laughs> want, to, to, to take the subway. <laughs> so, yeah. So needless to say, you know, we also have to ba- break stereotypes that, that have been made about us. Right. And it's almost as per, um, prolonging and perpetuating that mentality that the second that the Indian does not wear their paint or cut their hair or is not wearing regalia, you became something else, but definitely no longer an Indian. So right. it's another form of genocide, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. continues to be perpetuated in our spaces. And it is up to us to continue demanding our rights be upheld. Yeah, you know, yeah. nobody gives us rights or take them away like I, the other day i was at a, at a meeting and somebody said you know you know and, and they're taking away our rights no they're violating our rights mm. you know they're they're ours they're yeah. our rights yeah you know either you respect them or you violate them but it's not taking away you know your rights no yeah you, you remember that invitation that we, we received uh, a couple of years ago uh was to an event Please wear your indigenous attire. <laughs> like, 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 I, I make this weird. We make them look pretty. <laughs> you know, as as if as if the as if once we wear our indigenous attire, then mm-hmm. our indigenousness comes to life. You know, like yeah. like, like like we're we're actually no, pretty I much. Look like, at, yeah. And also, that there are people that do it honestly because they they respect us oh 100%. there are a yeah, lot of 100%. people that really see you know these exotic people mm-hmm. right for us when we're there you know uh it's connections is my brother you know i haven't seen you in a while you know many of us are like we can't wait until yeah. you know this this COVID thing is under control and we can go to the un and see our brothers and sisters and and hug to us is reconnecting with family Because um, the yes, we go there and we do a lot of work and and maybe have very little sleep, and uh, we do eat good though. <laughs> your, your your recipe um, at Scotty's like what is it? Eggs over easy. Yeah. Um, what was it again? Eggs over easy with ham, my fries, and my English muffin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening or if you're watching, this is the Thai Pelly recipe at Scotty's Diner. The I, w- I would say, like, yeah, it, it they is. Already, it is they, you know, they know exactly. No, they know. Scotty knows. Like, as soon as you walk in, 100%, they're like, oh, yeah, all right, let, let's do this eggs over easy um, and, every, and, and everything else. Like, it's, um, um, I, I'm glad that you touched upon, uh, upon, uh, upon it that not, Obviously, that we eat healthy, definitely. Um, but that the work that we do, because a lot of people don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They see mm-hmm. a photo, they see mm-hmm. a Facebook post, they see uh, maybe uh, a, a three-minute statement, uh, mm-hmm. which in their minds sounds like, hmm, I don't know. You could be like, what do they expect? Like people have expectations. Like, like, all right. Yeah. And these people, they go to the event and they bang on the table and uh-huh. like, like, this is our rights. And um, you as a an activist, um, uh, f- from a, a proud 
activist, a, a daughter of Borinken, a sorry, a um, Taino daughter. Explain like like what um, your regular. How do you prepare for a meeting like the print forum or a cop or whatever? And what do you do when you're at those uh, at those meetings? Well, I, I think it's important, and I'm glad also that that you bring this behind the scenes um, subject. And and you know why, Ghazali? Because a lot of people think these are people that just go there and take pictures. Mm. I have to say. There are some, a very small minority. I'm so glad you said that. Exactly that. Okay. Mm, They go there and whatever, but they're not advocating for anything. They want to take a picture with everybody on their brother. Mm -hmm. Right. And then be able to say, I went to the UN or whatever. Right. And here are my pictures to show it. But, you know, that's not the reality. You know, with many of us, what you're seeing is the the, the, the ultimate moment where we connect in with our brothers and sisters. And, and like I say in Spanish, la, I said in Spanish because it sounds uh, really powerful. Mm. La lucha es una, right? Mm. The struggle is one because it doesn't matter where we're from in the globe. You know, we really have the same struggles. You know, maybe they're just reshuffled as to what is the number one problem in, in, in Maluku versus what is in Boriqueng. But when we add them all together, it's really the same things. Mm. You know, we're all experiencing those same things. So in order to prepare, you know, and, and a lot of people, obviously, because of my own issues for many years, um, a lot of, of, of our relatives and, and connections, uh, and even in the, my close family and in Tribal um, Link Foundation and others didn't know that, that I am a person with disabilities, mm. right? And, and, and because I had to deal with that, you know, and the stereotype that comes with that, it was almost like, you know, um, if they see them, see, see our brothers and sisters, as on a wheelchair or blind, right? Or something physical that, that you know, you cannot miss, mm-hmm. right? That is also the concept of, of disability that, that people have. And there are many people like myself, and this is pretty much what, what really inspired me to like really come out of my shell, right? Because I didn't want to be measured by my disabilities. And, and that is something that I struggled for a long time because obviously I'm very vocal, you know, but I happen to be one of those persons that has several disabilities. It's just that you don't get to see them. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and so those are big challenges that, that we have. In order for me to feel as though I am prepared, right, I dedicate my time to studying. Mm. I advocate, I research, I, I, I do statistics, I look into the issues that are very profound to me, and I investigate it. Mm. You there? Yep. It's kind of freezing. Yeah, it's... um. Can you hear me? Let me see. I can... If you can hear me. I, I can hear you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. No, it's it's my connection. It says your internet connection is unstable. Oh. But then again, I'm in the tail end of Indiana. You know? <laughs> <laughs> huh. 
So anyway, um, so that is one of the things, you know, um, the elders say, you, you fight the fight from wherever you're at, mm. right? So whether you are in the Netherlands and I'm in Indiana, you know, but we, we our heart is with, you know, you with Maluku and all our relatives and me with Boriken and all of our ancestral territories and other islands. Um, I try to remain very connected to what is happening in the Caribbean, mm. in the different areas, you know? human rights, what's happening with our environment, what's happening with, with food sovereignty, you know, what's happening with deforestation, what's happening with, you know, like uh, the businesses that are coming in and continue to, to like do these crooked um, deals with the government, mm -hmm. you know, we're losing a lot of our, our land, the, the little land that, that, that our peoples have, and I'm not saying as, as Taino peoples, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm saying in general, Right. right, continues to be taken away from the people because really those elders that that um, I was gonna say that always say you know welcome to the reservation meaning like the uh, the entire archipelago and Caribbean is a reservation, right? Uh, and it's masked with that American and and that whitewash mentality, right? It takes away the fact that the things that we endure are the same things, you know, as an island as a whole, not just Taino people. Hmm. Um, are the, the same things that everybody else is 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 struggling with, right? And everybody else, meaning indigenous peoples. Mm. Um, so, needless to say, I think that that connection and understanding what is happening, first of all, with our homelands, right? And who is doing what? For example, our sacred sites have been destroyed. They're taking away uh, uh, artifacts. Human remains disrespected. You know, and even though we we speak with whomever and write letters and do all kinds of things, the behavior has not stopped. Mm. You know, so I I first of all um, like to see what's happening home, and to me, home is not just Boriken, right? But it it will be our ancestral territory, and when we start fragmenting our ancestral territories and thinking, well, Boriquen, because Boriquen uh, uh, Puerto Rico, right? And we're different from Jamaica and we're different from uh, Dominican Republic and Haiti and we're different from Cuba, right? Mm -hmm. What people are not understanding is that they're fragmenting us as an indigenous peoples because it's known that the entire Caribbean and the tip of Florida, southern tip of Florida is, is part of our ancestral territory. Mm. You know, and the other thing is that people usually Ghazali think of international borders when it comes to the U.S. as well, you know, U.S. and Mexico and U.S. and Canada, not understanding that we as Taino peoples are also impacted by international borders. Our brothers from Cuba cannot come to Boriquen. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, for, for other islands, it's not just... You know, let me hop over there because it's our territory. Doesn't happen that way. So besides doing my own homework on what is happening in our territories, then I take a look at that network that we start creating throughout the years, you know, brothers and sisters. And then what can we do together? Who else is fighting my fight mm. and creating alliances? I don't, I don't know if you remember years ago, 
Berenice and I were fighting against the incinerators, you know? Yeah, please but explain that as well, if you can. Same, because we were having the same issue, right? We brought it up at the international level, but in joint statements, mm -hmm. you know? And the same thing with uh, the ashes, for example, the, 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 the toxic coal ashes, you know? Um, so it's important that we see what is happening in our spaces and then also see what is happening someplace else, mm. right? And if you can form alliances and, and create networks, it is great. If not, I think it's important that people realize how many and what places are, are facing the same thing that I can try to connect with those, right? So we may not always have the people within our network, but we can also find out, mm. right? And strengthen our, our, our position when we are intervening at the UN level, whether it's the permanent form or, or, or any other mechanism, right? And then we also continue working collabor collaboratively with our own communities. Mm. So by the time I get there, I know who's doing what, right? And what issues are, are, what are those common denominators? So it's not just one thing of, well, time to go and teach Project Access and then go and prepare our, our team, which we always are very proud of Project Access, um, you know, and, and, and have them go there and, and, and fight in the belly of the beast as, as, as a very wise brother of mine once called it. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so, so it is, it is, um, it, to, to me, it is, it is constant. It doesn't, um, it doesn't pop up just because we're going to have those weeks at, at the UN. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't think that we can afford to not, do our homework and be and, and be kept abreast of what is happening with our brothers and sisters. Obviously, we all start defending our own rights, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, um, sometimes we start out of our own um, rebellion, right? In my case, I mean, you guys have the benefit of, of internet and all these new uh, technologies, et cetera. But, you know, back then, it was, it was based on being long voices in the desert where you didn't know that there were other people doing exactly the same thing that you were doing, mm -hmm. particularly as Taino people or people that have been displaced from their lands were spread like seeds all over the place. So we may find ourselves in remote areas, you know, a, a states that, you know, I, I was living in, at the tip end of, of Massachusetts you know, and, and, and line with New Hampshire. And I would go and, and, and speak about my people, but it all started because why are they doing this? Why are they say, saying that we do not exist? But then here I have grown with this family. My family, you know, we're very stereotypical. So why do they say that we don't exist? Right, and why is that perpetuated? And then why do we have to hush? Right. When I asked my grandmother that raised me, Abuelita, why, why am I brown? Because I had other cousins, you know, and, 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 you know, some of them were like really, really light skin. Right. And Abuelita grabbed me from the little store that we used to have in our, in our parish and went through the kitchen 
We went to the bathroom. She closed the door just so that she could extend her arm and show me her, her fist and put it next to mine and say, because you are like me. So you see, um, my, my fuel was based on what I saw happen to my own abuelitos that raised me. My, my great-grandmother had the blessing of having her in my, in my life, you know, and how proud she was of who we were, right? But I also saw almost that shame that my own grandmother that raised me have felt because of her Indianness, right? And, and the others clinging on to, you know, um, I'm, I'm lighter skinned, so, uh, you know, I'm more European than the other. And, and so things like that really did a number in the psyche of our people. And I know that we're not alone, mm. right? So now we have the truth. But back then, it wasn't until the, the internet came about that we started learning. Like, I was like, oh, wait a second, there's other people like me yeah. teaching also in different places, right? So now we have these tools. And to me, they're of the essence, because it gives us an opportunity to use this mechanism. I'm referring to computers and access and internet and Zooms and these things um, as a great tool for us to strengthen our networks, to establish new relationships, to mm -hmm. look for, again, having that, that um, exchange of knowledge. What is working in Maluku for this? You know, we're islanders. Maybe there's something that, that you are having in Maluku that, you know, you're in the Pacific, I'm in the Caribbean, right? Maybe yeah. there's something that is happening there that is innovative that could also help our people, right? Maybe, maybe that's Australia that's doing it, right? But if we establish these connections and take advantage when we have the face-to-face, you know, these are the things to be fostered besides going and doing your political presentation and all your diplomacy and all the things that we need to abide by. Yes, that work is really important. Mm -hmm. But the opportunity to connect and to learn about all these other things that many times people do not go into these um, um, spaces that are available, right? Because they don't know. Mm. I, I'm telling you, I had a mother that had a situation in Boriqueng. Uh, her daughter um, has is a person with disabilities, right? And you know that we have the convention for the elimination of, of, of discrimination on, pe on, on peoples with disabilities, right? So I used that mm. so that she could bring it, you know, when her kid had been like a month and a half without being able to start school when, when the treaty says that children that have disabilities need to start just like every other kid. What things you do to make sure that that kid gets their education, you have to figure it out, but they all start at the same time, mm. right? So our people don't know things like that, Ghazali. So yeah. these are, these are the, the, the windows that, that, that we have. And then if we learn them and we didn't know about them, Teach them forward. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm so glad you, you said that because um, I've been thinking about this for a very long time. And I think 
about the usage of online, especially during the pandemic. If ever there was a time to um, connect Indigenous peoples with one another, um, to to stay in touch or create some kind of platform, whatever. This 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 was this was a time to really start because mm-hmm. it, it is it is in a way everyone everyone was at home, mm-hmm. no, nobody was traveling, and 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 now the world is slowly, slowly opening up again, and people are traveling, and which is which is good, which is fine. Like I'm 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 very much um, looking forward to 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 yeah. doing all that again. Mm-hmm. The, but the, the thing is is that um, what I was what I was hoping that would would happen a lot more were um because we only had indigenous peoples when we, when we um yeah uh, when we, we started talking before the performance what was what was scheduled right you know and mm-hmm. then before everybody come com, comes out of hibernation you know, mm-hmm. and or Geneva, everybody, and and then after the forum, and then it, it, it dies off. Slide, mm-hmm. it, you know, and it so it is. It's, it's peaks, and I, I was hoping to see. All right, let, let's build a constant level of engagement that we're talking to to one another. That we at least can come out stronger out of this whole pandemic thing, out mm-hmm. of all this whole whole, whole whole situation. And I'm glad that that you, you touched upon that that. That there's there's so many opportunities out there that mm-hmm. that we definitely need to right now as indigenous peoples we we're no longer at the mercy of CNN, mm-hmm. MSNBC, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Huffington Post, uh, New York Times. You can do it yourself. You can definitely do it yourself. So, um, and I was I was thinking about this, and I'm 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 actually not the only thing. I'm I'm in, in the early stages of 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 actually doing it. Um. I want us indigenous peoples have like a monthly, like 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 a conversation, you mm-hmm. know, about like a meeting of, of, on that's building towards something. And what else is better way than to talk about self determination? You know, and I'd like to like us to all to explore self determination mm-hmm. to talk about it. Uh, and and all right, what is? I'd like every a lot of people like i like a lot of people to, to learn about the Taino people. I like a lot of people to learn about the nation of Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, what, what they're doing, and, and or other organizations in Hawaii or around the world. There's, there's an abundance, and, 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 it, and you're one of the first people that actually used the word abundance within the UN context, mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and I love you for that, for, for many other reasons as well. Um, but there's an abundance of knowledge out there that you, you talk about. And we just we just not need to make those, those connections, right? And I think if ever there was a time to, I'm not saying that the time is over, but like it is um, that it was it is right now actually to to, to do it. But it's I think um, and let's 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 go on on back on on memory lane. Please, please remember when we used to. And, and, and this has been something uh, from the very get go, even when I was doing things behind the scenes uh, before I went physically to, to, to the UN. Um, it was oh, always you did this... behind the scenes too? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was uh, doing a little bit of that as well. Okay. Um, the, the, the one thing that we always had as the hope, right? 
was, and I, and, and I know that you know that we've spoken about this many, many times with Damon and, and, and some of our other brothers and sisters and, and Pam, which is mm-hmm. like, again, she continues to be a light in the lives of many of us. Um, it had to do with the fact that we wanted to see, just like there's a UN permanent forum, if we could only do it on our own, mm-hmm. if we could only have these opportunities on our own right yeah and and i think that we're there ghazali that what you're saying right again using the technologies and and i know a lot of our elders for a long time had resistance to technology and that's why the intergenerational dialogue is so important Mm. because i think that as you were saying and 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 you're talking about this you know uh, once a month well, that's exactly what we were hoping to envision, to connect with brothers and sisters. Right. You know, how do we get together? And now we have an opportunity to talk to our brothers and sisters, right? And we don't have to get on a plane to share about things that are important to us as a peoples. On our and own terms. That, exactly. What's yeah. important to us. Right. Right. And how do we empower one another? to make those things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I think that we have an opportunity. I also see what you're saying, but it's it's almost as if it's just, it's manifesting and it's on its path to full manifestation, mm. but it's just a little bit different than what we had envisioned it, right? Oh, we were yeah. thinking mm. of that, you know, just like we're gathered here, if we only had a space and it was just indigenous peoples and we could get all these funds to, to for people to be able to come from all these different places, well, now it may just be a subscription to Zoom. Right. You yeah. know, and, and some of our relatives that are in remote areas, because we cannot forget about the digital divide. Mm. And we need to continue stressing with those companies that are making mega bucks with technology without our permission like putting things outside you know our our, our globe mm. you have a lot of money but you didn't ask me if i wanted to see your satellites as opposed to the stars at night <laughs> um <laughs> we need to ask these people you know you need to make things happen also you have a responsibility with 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 humanity, right. right? You're going to use our environment. You are doing your things. You create exceptions when things are harmful, but then you go behind closed doors, the ones, the meetings that you and I cannot go into, mm-hmm. right? Or the meetings that all of a sudden somebody else is going to invite you for a photo shop when those five last five minutes of the Super Bowl are taking mm-hmm. place. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that we also need to 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 go. I know that Microsoft in the past, right, had had gone there with with our sister Michaela Jade, and and they presented things to us. But we need a lot more because of the digital divide. Um, a lot of our relatives were totally incommunicated during this pandemic. Yeah. You know, and I think that we can say, listen, you're making this. Well, what are you going to do for indigenous communities? You know, this is what we need. Mm. And then we need to work on things like that and be well-versed on what our rights are and always think not just about the kumbaya, but also how could it, how could this work for, for in a negative way, right? Mm. 
what else? Because we need to look at all the options before we engage others, mm. right? And we need to be a step up, mm. you know? We need to have that one up. Yeah. So that they don't think that they're just, uh, again, the, the people that wear feathers and, and, and paint and, you know, uh, love to dance mm -hmm. and sing. No, it has to be a, a little bit more than that. But I think it's it's necessary. I think we, we're we're getting there because one of the things that I, you know, with the with the pandemic and everything, I have to say, Ghazali, we all knew that Zoom existed, mm. but we were that tool was there, right? And it, it almost uh, it, it almost reminds me of this uh, words of wisdom that that the master that I. Uh, like to learn from uh, says, you know, Zoom was there all along. It wasn't that the pandemic created a Zoom. Zoom was there. And it's just like that box of matches. It has the matches and it has the side for you to strike. But until you take that match and actually make the action to strike the side of the box, the fire will not manifest, mm. right? So I think it, it is like that too. We had the tool and it wasn't until we were like this, the situation kind of forced us into that, mm -hmm. right? But now as we were speaking, when, when we first uh, started talking, right? We're all used to it and we have 10 million, I, I like to use the number 10 million, mm. 10 million Zooms a week. You know, yeah. you should have seen like last month's calendar. It was like, you know, I, I tell my roommate, you know, everything that I put on 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 uh, highlight with pink, you know, it's a Zoom meeting, right? You should see my calendar. <laughs> it's all pink. It's all pink. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, you know, then that is, we have the young people that are great at, at the technology. And you have others that can teach, you know, and, and you know, like myself. Uh, 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 I'm a candidate, right? I'm not super well versed on all the uh, gadgets and things and whatever. You should have seen me when when you asked me if, if you know if I had uh, headphones and whatever. <laughs> it, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, that's the headset that I had is in my storage in Florida. Mm. Now, how do I know if the little gadget is gonna fit on this laptop if I go and rush and get a headset? I don't have that knowledge. I'm a writer. I can write, mm. right? I'm a speaker. I'm a researcher. That I can do. Right. If it, if it exists and somebody decided to connect it to the internet, I will find it. Mm. However, you know, and um, do you know that now you can do this? And uh, I still don't understand the gigabytes and the kickabytes and the, I don't, I don't know any of those things. Mm -hmm. Right. But the younger people do. Yeah. So if we exchange, right, if we have that intergenerational dialogue, you can have a young person, you know, in communities that are at risk, working together to preserve their traditional knowledge, their language, their medicines, their ways of being. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many innovative ways of doing things. And at the same time, understanding what that um, uh, symbolizes, right? Then got to for Michaela, Michaela Jade, our sister. You know, she came to open our eyes 
to Definitely. everything that is out there, right? That we were totally blind. You know, we didn't know. I remember when she showed me that and she, she showed me this, her Angela and uh, Angie, remember Angie from Australia, yeah. had entered the hotel 16 times. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that was an eye opener. Yeah. You know, like where we didn't know things like that. But now uh, that's why I keep on saying that the, the intergenerational dialogue needs to happen, Ghazali. We need to, it's a must. Right. You know, there's so much to uh, us with climate change, you know, um, the food, I, I won't even go there right now because then I'll get on a, on a, on a high horse, you know, and, and the things that are happening with food right now. Well, what's going on with food then? Well, what, what is oh, you want me to go there, huh? I want you to go wherever you you want to go. Okay. For for a few years, mm-hmm. um, I used to have this, you know, like the, the good faith feeling, right? That they're trying to do us right, and I felt like that with you and Fao. Hmm. Okay, the Food Agriculture uh, Agricultural Organization, yeah. um, and IFAD. You know, like these these organizations, international organizations that were trying to, you know, uh, uh, include us as indigenous peoples. You know, like I saw that the first ones that really tried to do something had to do with FAO and these type organiz- like like organizations within the international system. And, and obviously that, that was very good. And I, you know, I would look forward to the reports, you know, at, at the forum and, you know, they're doing good. You know, they're including us, they're trying, you know, and, and the voluntary guidelines and all these other things that were happening. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and then obviously, you know, how I have been uh, very uh, active when it comes to you know the the GMO companies mm-hmm. and and what that what that brings about and everything, um, particularly because it's in my islands. You know we have been. Um, I, I hate to use the the word victims, so we have been survivors of Monsanto and all mm-hmm. these other companies that have experimented in our lands and continue to to this day, and so. Because of that connection, uh, last year, you know, during the pandemic and whatever, and, and obviously uh, something that's really important for everyone, always check your international news, identify your sources, and always dig in to what's happening in the world. Totally. And, <clears throat> and um, I see the announcement that you and FAO and Crop Life had formed some type of partnership. I wanted to die. Mm. Why? Because crop life is an umbrella corporation entity that represents dozens and dozens of the biggest GMO companies in the world. Right. 
And now they're gonna have this partnership with UN FAO. That is that that was very alarming. Uh, and, and immediately, obviously, you know the advocacy that 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 we do uh, through our international organization. And immediately, I, I listen. This this just happened. This is dangerous, right? Mm. And needless to say, in the meantime, other other um, regional and 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 um, and international organizations and people per se um, obviously realize what that what that is is um what that could represent to us mm. right as we know the the gmo companies always want to sell you this idea that you're going to produce this much food and you know we're going to fight together world hunger and whatever well we know the truth about those claims and to see that the global organization, as is UN Food and Agricultural uh, Agriculture Organization, UN FAO, to have an alliance with crop life. And even though, you know, like we, as, as uh, and, and when I say we in that particular case, I'm, I'm saying from the International Indian Treaty Council. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, we wrote to you and FAO expressing our concerns. Um, La Red Latinoamericana uh, on pesticides and whatever also did a big campaign, you know, and collected a lot of signatures from many organizations. And although FAO um, is, is, is kind of like, a, well, it's, it's not that they're gonna boss us around, right? They didn't use those words, but that's mm -hmm. what it meant. Um, you know, and kind of like alleviate a little bit of the itch, you know, put out a little bit of that fire. Mm. Um, to us, it's very concerning. Just to give you an example, Ghazali, um, during one of our regional meetings, one of our sisters from FILAC, right? And, and that is El Foro Indígena, the Latino America y el Caribe, the Indigenous Forum for Latin America and the Caribbean um, fund, rather fund, fund yeah, yeah, fund, <laughs> Indigenous fund. Um, they, uh, Dr. Mirna Cunningham, expressed that we are. We knew at the beginning of last year, and and again because of COVID, a lot of these things did not make it to the news, mm. right? Um, that there was going to be a higher level of hunger in the world, right? That, that we learn about that at the beginning of 2020, right? End of, 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 um, of, of 2019, beginning of 2020, we already know that they're projecting that, and, and this is before knowing that we were gonna have a pandemic and the variations that have come about afterwards. But the numbers now, listen to this, 800 million people mm -hmm. are suffering from hunger. That represents 118 million more than 2019. So where are we going with these SDGs? Can we just blame the pandemic? Mm -hmm. No. 
the numbers were already being impacted, right? And it's grave to see that as opposed to going down on our hunger numbers, hunger in the world, that we're increasing. 118 million people, it's a big number above the previous year, mm -hmm. you know? So things like that are very concerning. And I think that all indigenous peoples of the world need to keep an eye and be very, very close monitoring any activity that um, infiltrates um, GMO companies into our food system, you know? And, and so it, it's, to, to this day, it's concerning to me. And especially when I heard those, um, those statistics concerns me even more. Right. right? And, and all the other elements that, mm -hmm. that we have. Yeah. Um, oh, please, please continue. Yeah. Um, no, you can, you can tell me because I, I was going to mention something and I lost my train of thought and I want to make sure that I get back to it <laughs> when it comes back. <laughs> Now, there's there's the one stat uh, that I've that I've heard was that um, that that the U.S. is letting way more chemicals into their foods than other con countries, uh, may may of other countries combined, and it is I don't know it, it is I'm, I'm just hearing here listening to you hearing you talk about. Um, um, also, also knowing that that the food security summit is is, is the the, the pre mm -hmm. summit is is going on right now, mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I was listening into some 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 um, uh, regional consultations that that were happening, and I, I participated in a Pacific one, and um, I'm, I'm sometimes I wonder, um, do indigenous indigenous peoples First of all, sorry, I'm, 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 there's a lot of things going, going on right now. First of all, there was not a lot of, I was expecting more people to participate in, the, in these consultations. Uh -huh. it's, it's about food. It's not even about rights, oceans, or whatever. It's about food. Uh -huh. And only a handful of indigenous people yeah. were participating. So that was mind-boggling to me. Um, and then I looked into, right, right, what is the Food Security Summit? What is it? Uh, geared towards all right momentum towards SDG what on food is it a two one two three I don't know um looked in, looked into that and then you and I'm just yeah are we some sometimes I just I just I got the feeling that the, that indigenous peoples have a um lack a certain type of attention span or, or, or stamina as, as in like, all right, I can only focus on Geneva, New York, mm -hmm. human rights, but, th but that's it. Like I, I can't focus on, uh, on maybe climate change or maybe biodiversity, but, but not everything. How, whereas if our mentality is holistic um, and not everything is related to one another, everything mm -hmm. is interrelated, dependent, definitely Food is, is, is part of it. De and definitely it's it, when you talk about sustenance, um, definitely mm -hmm. food is part of it. And it's if it's basically what 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 it, it's turning into right now is, is that um food is 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 going to be like you said, it's gonna be it's it's all modified right now because to to tackle 
the 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 hunger that mm-hmm. that, that that is that is looming um but the only way that you that you tackle it is by gmos but by how can i produce as much food the question is like what what do, what what is food according to them like oh, what mm-hmm. nutrition sustenance like what what is because i got i saw some re- a report the other day was that, the, and I got the feeling that they're, they're, the definition of food is being downscaled in a bit. You know that is it is so it's so it, you know the slippery slope is all ongoing. I I I uh, we have a Taino brother in the Dominican Republic. Uh, uh, kudos to our brother Herman Perez, and um, he's an excellent painter mm. and 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 very uh, appreciated by his people, and obviously we're very proud of him. And he said to me that one time his doctor said, you know, they were talking about, you know, weight and whatever and lose this and that, right? And and the doctor said to him, the problem is not the food you eat, is the fact that you are eating food-like products. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. And that, that stayed in my mind Right, so maybe that's one of the questions that we need to ask ourselves individually. Uh, am I eating food, or am I eating food-like products? And and food-like products are also so cheap as cheap as chips and healthy food is nowadays like terribly expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, why? God knows why, but it is. But it is. Yeah, I, I think I think I think that that is. Uh, it looks like that's where we're, where we're going. Um, a food-like products is is one of. I, I did. I heard some. I think either I said it or some. I heard it at the consultation, is that they were going towards. By the way, this is something that I really I'm really afraid of. Um, a database. Mm-hmm. They're creating a data a food a, a, a food database. Which is like a seed database, right? Uh, that, 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 that what they're creating, and so they're they're they're. Which is which is, I don't know. Part of the SDG, like, I don't know, um, yeah. I I don't want to talk about. I do want to talk about, it, but then I should definitely like learn read more into it, um, to actually make sense. But that's that's my biggest. In terms of what you said before, uh, Ty. Is is like knowing what's going on, what's going on all around the world. This is what's going on. This is what I can see from from several being in several processes within the UN, and that there's there's some kind of a push for creating online databases of mm-hmm. indigenous knowledge. Uh, right. I've, we we managed to 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 uh, dial it down in climate change. Um, it's coming up in in in, in the WTO. It's coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, in water-based conventions, uh, so seabed mining, uh, uh, conventional lot of sea, they're talking about it. So, because mm-hmm. indigenous knowledge is closely linked to marine genetic resources, so there's super interested in that. So, like databases, patents, my, it's like it's like a whole new economy that that is that is emerging right now. That that I'm well, afraid it, of. That we should we're not aware of. And 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 those things are very concerning. That's why I said, when we think of the technology and using the technology, we also have to think about, you know, how could it go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. What can happen if this information is utilized 
in a fashion that is detrimental to us, mm. right? And we know that, for example, in, in, in and, I'll, and I'll speak from my region, Latin America and the Caribbean, you know, one of the things that, that our people are doing is promoting their own bank seeds, uh, uh, seed banks rather, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and, and, and these things are the treasure of the future because the more um, corporations um, infiltrate our food systems, you know, our, our original foods, right um will be compromised right and that the second you speak about compromising the seeds then you are really have to to expand it like an accordion and realize that is it also represents compromising life and all sentient beings Mm, definitely and i think yeah. I, I, I wanted to mention something um, and, you know, touching a couple of things that, that you have mentioned as you were thinking, right? Think out uh, loud. No, but it's like, I, when we get spaces to speak about these things, Ghazali, and, and, and I know that you and I feel the same way about this, mm. right? We have so much to say. We have so much that we have in our own spaces, in our quiet times, mm-hmm. you know, we spend a lot of time thinking for solutions for our people, mm-hmm. right? We may have started as advocates for uh, uh, our own peoples. And eventually, you know, the more you connect with others, you know, that's why we end up uh, uh, becoming international human rights advocates, right? And all these other spheres, not just indigenous, peoples but also on our treaties and and, and other mechanisms etc mm. right um but the one thing that is it's still in the works i think we need to we haven't reached our critical mass when it comes to our indigenous advocacy mm. uh, so what we find ourselves experiencing many times is that we're fragmented into so many pieces because everything it's important, right? To me, you know, the environmental uh, violence that's happening, you know, what's going to happen with the future generations, you know, the mercury, the military waste in in the in the island of Vieques, you know, mm. and all these things that it will always be steep, right? And it doesn't mean that because we're uh, advocates that we have to just go, 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 go. And even though the path is steep, that we do not have a right to stop, to breathe, put the load down to the side, Mm. to do our quiet time, our own medicine, Mm. you know? And as opposed to being a human doing, allowing ourselves to be a human being, right? And then you know what, brother? We pick up our bag again, and we keep on climbing, right? So, so fragmentation has worked to the uh, adversary's advantage mm. because there are so many. We're being attacked from so many angles. I remember one sister uh, from Boriqueng said to me, "Listen, 
There's so many protests right now that I don't know if I need to go to the one over there for our elderly or the one in the south for the for the for the ashes or I need to go to Vieques and help those people. You know, like it's it's just tremendous, mm. you know, and it gets to a point where it is exhausting. And I just urge everyone that it's okay to take a breather. Mm. You know? That it's okay to to give yourself me time. Because if you take little, make little pauses of me time during your path, you know, during your journey, you don't need to stop the journey. Mm. You're just taking a, you know, a breather. But it's when we let things just load and load and load and go, go, go. And you forget about the self, right? And, and many times we suffer from that, you know? I'm still uh, learning on how to take care of me, mm. right? Because if not, I, I, I would be doing this. I, I you know, I'm, I'm very self-didactic. I love studying. I will die studying or doing some research. Um, but I also need to learn how to take time for myself. And you know, it's very easy. This is our passion. We understand our calling. You know, and we 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 live for this. Like mm. I said, you know, I'm a person with several disabilities and 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 this is where my aniki right and and as indigenous peoples the 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 mind heart and spirit are all one right well this is where my aniki this is what gives me a force to continue mm. you know because it, it could be very easy to just sit back and say well i have all these situations um you know uh medically so I'm just going to sit here, enjoy my life, you know, and, and, but I, I find purpose in our advocacy and I think it's important. Right. So I, I, um, I encourage everyone to know that it's okay to pause during your journey and to rest and to do, uh, to, to, to just be whatever that represents to you, whether it's meditating or, or going and connecting with Nate, whatever that represents to each one. Uh, uh, I think that is as necessary as the food that we take, mm. right, to nourish our bodies. I think spirit needs that as well. The other thing that I wanted to, to say, uh, Ghazali, you know, we have all these things. You, you're mentioning the chemicals and, you know, uh, the U.S. continuing to do these things, uh, producing these, these, you know, uh, pesticides that are going to be used someplace else. And again, it goes back to the movie, Circle of Poison. So I invite all your, your audience to, to check on YouTube. Um, you know, I, I, even the trailer, if you peek at the trailer, you'll get an idea, you know, and I, I know that in the U.S. they charge, I don't know how it is in other countries, uh, but needless to say, um, it is on YouTube, Circle of Poison, and, and, and it's, uh, it has subtitles in Spanish for those that, that are more comfortable with Spanish that will be able to understand it as well. And well, what can people expect from Circle of Poison? Well, you know, it really brings to light the consequences of what happens when you have country. And I want to make sure that we all understand the U.S. is not the only one that does it. Okay. They can have 
a, a pesticide or a chemical, right? A pesticide in these case, uh, in these cases, uh, that is banned from use to the people here in the United States because of its toxicity, mm. right? But remember, this is a capitalist nation, right? But they have made the arrangements so that a loophole, if you want to call it like that, to me, there's no loopholes. To me, holes are left there on purpose. Hmm. Um, so there's these loopholes that say, well, you can continue producing it and you can sell it to somebody else as long as you let them know that it's forbidden, you know, it's banned in your country. Hmm. It's not like you have to say, listen, uh, your, your, your children can, can be born with many disabilities, uh, uh, malformations, chronic illnesses. It doesn't go into any of that. All they have to say is, <clears throat> Azali, um, here is this pesticide, right? But um, just know that, that I have it banned in my country. Or as the U.S., and I'm going to use the words that they insisted I use when I was in Geneva. They did. They complained about the fact that I used the term, and me and Rochelle, that we used the term banned, right? And I had said to them, of course, you don't want me to say banned uh, um, and want me to use, they demanded, and I had to do it, mind you. Mm. Yeah, that, that happens at the UN. Um, and they made a, a complaint that they wanted Rochelle and I to not use the word banned or prohibited when we were speaking about these uh, pesticides and these chemicals that um, were generated, were produced by the United States. That was a complaint and right before our presentation, our side event, we were told you cannot use the word banned. <clears throat> so, they, so they complained to the, to the, um... The state, yeah, the, the U.S. delegation, uh, which Rochelle and I and, and an indigenous delegation um, confronted, mm -hmm. right? We had a, a, a meeting set with them. Um, well, they didn't like the fact that, and this, I had that conversation across that table, right? Well, we don't have anything banned, said the, the head of the U.S. delegation. And... I said, well, you don't want me to use, uh, we prefer to use the word unregistered. And I said, well, it's a matter of semantics because if I say banned, it gives people an alert. Hey, something is happening here. But if I just use the word unregistered, it says, well, you know, they haven't registered it yet, but it's done. Yeah. it doesn't infer a problem. It doesn't infer a warning. It doesn't infer, listen, you need to watch for this, right? Mm -hmm. So circle of poison allows us to see what the ramifications are to that, mm -hmm. right? Um, when, when these pesticides, by the time they make it to the farmer, Right, and who do we have as farmers in Central and South America, for example? And the same thing happens in Asia, right? In India and all these other places, right? Usually it's indigenous peoples, you know, or campesinos, whatever name they have come up 
to yeah. erase indigenous out of their uh, denominators, right? And by the time it gets to Don Pepe, Don Pepe doesn't know that that is a, a, a very toxic pesticide. They may see the, the skull and bones, mm. right? But you know what I used to see? Uh, what I used to think when I was a child and I, uh, you know, growing up in a farm, that it just meant don't drink it. You know, don't put it in your mouth. Yeah. I, I didn't think that if you were spraying it, that was going to harm me. Right. So by the time Don Pepe, many times, these people don't know uh, how to read and write. Right. So whatever instructions, and I'll give the example of the United States. Right. Some of these things, by the time they make it to the farm, and, and mind you, I did a, a study on this, Ghazali. It's going to sound like I'm exaggerating or making it up, but you can look it up. Mm. The label said in Spanish, if you do not know uh, um, how to read English, ask somebody that knows. That is the label. Now, you think Don Pepe in the middle of, of, of acres of fields and, 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 and plantations, do you think he's gonna look around and he's gonna see Jose, Maria, Junito, and they don't speak English? Mm -hmm. So what is that farmer gonna do? They have to do their work, right? They don't know about equipment, you know, and, and protective gear and, and and any of these things. And they don't have the money for that. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then talk about, you know. When there is um, an apparent lack, mm. right? Because I, I think indigenous peoples were very rich in a different way, mm. right? It's just that based on the standards that we have been forced to live in, right? Um, there's this illusion of, of lacking, right? And people reuse things so these containers continue to be used and 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 maybe they put water they collect water in these things right so circle of poison allows us to see the gravity mm. of, of what happens um with the exposure unprotected exposure and and lack of knowledge you know some some communities are just sprayed so forget it it's not even that you don't know how to read English, you know, you're being sprayed. And yet the the very few make the connection of those illnesses that children are being born with. You know, we have the case with our Yaki relatives, uh, the, the, the Yaki peoples uh, have been separated by international borders. So part of the Yaki people are in the United States and the other part, Mexico. And we know from La Abuelita, that that serve as a witness, you know, and testified at the UN uh, in many different forms. And, and she was a midwife and she started noticing that the children were being, well, they were jelly babies, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the bone structure didn't seem like it was there, you know, and stillbirths and all kinds of, of, of tragic events. The good thing and the result and a great key here is that communities that confront situations that have to do with damage by any of these elements need to take testimonies down. 
that is something empowering that they can do to help their communities, okay? And, and so I think it's of the essence. Um, Circle of Poison will show how children that were being able to uh, run and, and have a life like any child deserves, after their communities were sprayed, started developing illnesses that were very difficult. You know, mm -hmm. you see kids with their heads uh, double or triple the size and an inability to walk or they become totally disabled and, and including death. So uh, why circle of poison? Because for example, in the case of the US, when, yeah, they're producing, they're making their money, right, on the sale of and the production of those uh, pesticides, they sell them to developing countries usually. Guess what happens? Who does the U.S. get their food from? <laughs> right? And then somebody may think, well, you know, the USDA, you know, or, or the FDA, uh, FDA, FDA um, will check you know, anything that comes into the United States, not understanding that 1% or less of the food that comes from other countries is inspected by these government agencies, mm. right? Hence, making it a making full circle. How do you know that those vegetables that you're eating that came from whatever country we're not sprayed with these chemicals, right? And 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 the tragedy, Ghazali, and I can tell you this, when I was, I, I went to college for different things, right? Mm. Different times of my life, different things. But the first time it was, uh, I was majoring in clinical psychology. And at that time, one out of every 10,000 births um, was a child with autism, okay? One in 10,000. And it was pretty much, um, you know, this is in the 80s, right? And it was pretty much the typical, like the movie Rain, um, Rain Man, right? With just, uh, Dustin Hoffman and, and um, Tom Cruise, right? That typical case. Now we're talking about one and less than 63. You know, and I don't know the stats for the most recent times. Mm. Right? So I'm talking maybe uh, uh, 2020 or 2019 stats. That's a big, huge significance. So what is happening? Like in my case, in my family, of all my, my grandchildren, I have a great deal of autism with my grandchildren. Now I was raised on a farm. We were sprayed. We had military exercises above us, right? DDT was still being used when I was a child. Mm. Hey, they also experimented with Agent Orange all over my island. So which one is it? Why is it that we have so many cases, <clears throat> right, of autism and this younger generation, right? So there's a lot of things that our people will not connect, Ghazali. No. And yet 
you know, again, in this particular example of now having your veggies on your American table, how do you know? So if your child or their child eventually, when they decide to, to, to have children of their own, mm -hmm. how do you connect the fact that the U.S. sold that uh, banned pesticide to whatever country in Central South America and that it happened to be one of the ones that was not tested? Mm. You know, it was in that 99% that was not tested. And how do you know that your grandchild or your great-grandchild, how do you tie that condition? You know, malformation, you know, uh, neurological conditions, all kinds of things. Yeah. How do you tie it to that? And people will never know. So uh, it is important that we know how pesticides, how these chemicals, um, how 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 is how is the process right we we talk about the we speak about the stockholm convention right this mm. is the one that everybody decides you know well it's so bad everywhere that you know we're gonna ban this this chemical or whatever the problem is the exceptions mm. the exceptions that many times as i was saying and you and i have experienced this in geneva and those meetings that were not allowed to go in, right? Yeah. And then, yes, you know, when we hear, and now we're going to add this chemical to the Stockholm Convention's list of banned or, or, or restricted um, chemicals. But then you have industry, remember that we're not the only ones, it's not just governments there, and indigenous peoples and interested parties, okay? You have infiltrated the corporations and, and the industries that are using those chemicals. And guess what? They're there to influence what maybe us as indigenous peoples cannot do, mm -hmm. right? There's bigger interests. Many times these delegations come together and then you may end up with an exception that could be, uh, and, and the one that I always think about is an exception that is a hundred years mm. effective, right? So my grandchildren, Ghazali, even the little one that has one, will probably pass because I don't know that, that our people are gonna live to a hundred. Mm. So that's beyond my grandchildren. Yeah. And that chemical will be staying, even though it was put on the list, but because industry negotiated an exception and the states agreed, now we're going to make that exception. And so in this case, let's say that the, the, the airline industry can use this chemical in whatever part in their mechanics, mm. right, for the next 100 years. Yeah. After 100 years, you have to, like, stop it. Really? Yeah. We have exceptions like that. You you, you mentioned, because uh, what people need to know, it is not just crop dusting and everything else. It is actually mm -hmm. way more than that. Exactly. Uh, it, it is it is the, the very phone that you use, mm -hmm. um, your smartphone, uh, um, and 
um, and I, I'm I've been to one of these super cops actually because you have the the, the Stockholm Convention, the mm-hmm. Basel and the Rotterdam Convention, and they they do super cop meaning they all have one big event uh, they get they come together because it's it's all about chemicals and pesticides. Um, they were they they showed me child's toys, baby toys. And they, 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 so there was this, this, they had this cubicle and they, they showed me like, all right, let me test your phone. And with my phone mm-hmm. was like, they, they, this, this, they swapped something and they showed me, yeah, well, this is all like chemicals. I'm like, all right. All right. It, 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 it was surprising, frightening, but then they, they showed this whole, this, 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 this toy that a baby plays with. And it was. But that, I saw the ducky. I, I'm, I'm telling you, Ghazali, I'm so glad that you bring this up because a lot of people, um, you know, sometimes you go into this uh, here in the States, for example, you go to this dollar store, mm. right? And you can smell oh. certain chemicals and of uh, plastics, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, not every single time things are tested. The, the parties that test things for real and that can give us good information are those that are doing independent studies, mm. right? Because usually government allows the company that's producing the product to be the one doing the test and tell you that nothing sure. will happen, right? <laughs> and yeah. I remember that, you know, and you see like the little soldiers, Mm. Right. And I'm not saying that every every um, dollar store and to make clarify this, because in the States, you know how how things can like be blown out of proportion. Mm. I'm not saying that every single packet of toy soldiers and that every single packet of yellow duckies. Are necessarily made or or have these these uh, chemicals. But I'm telling you, when I saw that ducky, my granddaughter Lily was less than a year old. I I sent a message to my son right from the floor saying, if Lily has a yellow ducky, throw it out. At that point, I didn't care, Ghazali, if she had a good kind of yellow duckies. I didn't want my, my granddaughter with that yellow ducky. Right. Right. And and it just made me think of, uh, for example, IPEN had done a study, right? Um, IPEN. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. IPEN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and it, it's pretty much based in, in Europe, you know, and it has uh, partners from different parts of the world, et cetera. And, and IPEN had done a study mostly in, in European countries, but they had gone and taken these these toys. Right from different places. Uh, I believe that they had uh, tested 26 countries, right? And randomly took these these toys. Well, the 26 countries had toys that had these chemicals, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that is appalling. And I'm glad that you're, you know, it's it, like you said, it's not just crop dusters, uh, you know? No, there's other things. That are also impacting our lives that we don't even know. Yeah, there was a, <clears throat> a, a, a 
so I went to the Super Cup. I went to a side event, and there was this, this gentleman from a phone manufacturing company. Uh, I, I won't mention the name, otherwise I, I don't want to get sued. <laughs> <clears throat> you see, now we're having to do like that. Yeah, but, but well, yeah, yeah, disclaimers. I, I, yeah, disclaimer. Um, because I'm, I'm not gonna mention that the the the, the <laughs> phone company. However, it, it's a big phone company. Like uh, they they produce um a, a very well known one. And I was in a conversation with them, and um, I asked, well, because I showed them like what well, this is my, my phone, and they showed me like how many toxics are in it. And he mm-hmm. said, well, we do have toxic free phones. I'm like, seriously? Yeah, we do. We have the ability to produce toxic free phones. So I'm like, well, you're at a super cop about this, about uh, chemicals and and toxics. And um, surely you see what's going on. Surely you see side events. You see indigenous peoples presenting all like their interventions and NGOs and everything else. So why don't you bring this to, to the market? And then he's and, and what he said was like so so <laughs> typical for a company, right? He said, Yeah, the thing is, as soon as we put this toxic-free phone on the market, um, then it will show that all our other phones are are have toxic. So we would, mm-hmm. we would basically go out of go out of business. So you know, it is just so people know, and uh, this this super cop of the, the cop is it's the weirdest meeting that I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. And you and I, we've been to a lot of meetings mm-hmm. um, and the one is weirder than the other one, but this one really, really is on top of the list. One businesses get front row seats mm-hmm. um, in, in a meeting um, and indigenous peoples and NGOs, if they're lucky all the way in the back, like way all the way in the back. And after we wait like an hour, then we're asked to leave the room yeah. and the other stay because I experienced that. We have been waiting for over an hour and entire, you know, the, the few of us that were there, mm, right, that yeah. most of us uh, were from the Alaska, uh, the, the Alaska Community Action on Toxics, ACAP. And we're there and we have been waiting, you know, we're trying to be proper and, and sat in the back like they told mm. us. And after we wait over an hour for that meeting, we were right when they were about to begin, we were asked to leave the room. Mm. So a lot of people don't even realize that, you know, uh, this is some of the things that that we encounter when we're really advocating for our own rights and for life itself. Yeah. Also, what I found very weird, usually the UN, it is the countries make up like they decide what's going on mm-hmm. and the chair facilitates the the conversation this one is the total opposite you no know, the chair actually it it, it bullies countries like mm-hmm. not, um so one country i can't remember what it was i think it was on this ban list or something that they were talking about a lot. and and he said no well done dusted no we and the country was like oh, we want to debate more about no mm-hmm. it's done and dusted yeah uh, gavel and move on and i was flabbergasted because i was like this is not how the un usually works because like the chairs do not bu- bully states usually it is the other way around uh, you know but it happens I'm, Gazali, I'm so- Gazali, i um it was precisely at a cop with the chemical conventions mm. right um where i you know everybody assumes un 
diplomacy, you know, we have to be so proper and whatever, and, you know, go by the rules and have a protocol, you know, and, and uh, be honorable with this and the madam that and the, and I actually saw people screaming their lungs out, you know, and I remember this, this, this uh, delegate from an African country that was receiving, and the people, uh, this, this, um, the meeting that I sacrificed this morning was precisely on, on this. We have to keep an eye on what kind of e-waste is coming to our lands. Okay, e-waste meaning like from computers or, or as Ghazali speaking about the phones, you think your, your phone is simple and, you know, if I throw it in the trash, it's not working anymore, I'm going to put it in my trash, not realizing that you're harming the environment with the contents and, 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 and the chemicals that have been used to create this instrument. And the worst part is that it lingers in the environment. Right, mm -hmm. affecting, you know, um, soil, water, air, and everything else, and combining also with other chemicals already in the environment that could create other things. Needless to say, um, they were speaking about e-waste, and this African country had obviously it's it 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 was um, it was it was one of the countries that unfortunately gets bullied mm. in these spaces and ascending descending um country was the yeller and screamer and the african delegate was saying but at least let us know what it is that mm. you are dumping on our lands and the other one was responding I don't have to tell you anything because I don't have to. Yeah. Okay. So that is happening and people don't realize that, that, you know, e-waste is going to be very critical in our communities because all this e-waste and, and I'll give you an example because it happens in Boriqueng. Mm. You know, usually when you think that you have a, a new phone, and again, I'm, I'm speaking from my experience from when I was in the island um, several years ago. Um, you're thinking that you're buying a, a brand new phone. Well, many times you're buying a refurbished phone, right? I'm not saying that there's no new ones, but during that time, in the location of the main island that I was at, that new phone represented Hey, a nice looking refurbished phone in a no box, right? And, and I was so upset about it because I was like, they're sending it to the islands because that phone, guess where it's gonna die? It's going to die in my island, hmm. a place that they already use to dump a lot of things that you know our people don't even know about. So you see, e-waste is something that our peoples need to also be very vigilant, you know, and again, education, Ghazali. All these things that we have spoken about amount to educating our people. Doing podcasts like this, opening an opportunity for people to ask questions, mm. perhaps promoting more Zooms 
of indigenous people so that we can update, you know, and even like you said, touch subjects, you know, such as self-determination, those things that our people need to understand so that they can defend them. Mm. Why, why is, is this topic not as wildly discussed, you think, chemicals, uh, toxics? Because, because of industry. See, a lot of times people think that the bullies are the countries, but, um, and sometimes they forget that behind the countries, there's other interests that are manipulating the types of lives that you and I have, mm. right? So there was, um, there was a report that when, when Vicky Tauli Corpus was the special rapporteur on the rights of indigenous peoples and talking about uh, trade, okay? I can't remember the name of the document, but it was like, it was on trade. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was a long report, but it was an eye opener for me because there you saw, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll give you this example. Let's say that you have a country that, um, that really cares about human rights, mm -hmm. right? Now, because of whatever, whatever, they have allowed company X to, to come to their country and do something near this indigenous community, right? So now we're saying, we know that the country cares about human rights, right? They're good peoples. Hmm. And when they allow this company to come and, and, and do their operations there, they didn't realize the impact that it would truly have. Now you get representatives from that indigenous community coming over to say, listen, our people are getting sick. You know, uh, uh, some are dying, something is happening or water's being contaminated, right? And, and, and the country um, talks to the company and says, listen, company Ghazali, um, you know, we, we cannot continue doing this because I have a community with over 300 people there and they're getting sick by what you're dumping in, 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 in their neighborhood, in their community. Now that, that multinational, that, that corporation can come and say, well, we already had an agreement. And if you do not fulfill my agreement, I'm going to sue you in such a way that your country will never have enough to pay me for my losses and all the things that I would have gained from having my operation there. So what does humble country that cares about human rights do? They're between the, 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 the the, uh, uh, the wall and the, and, and the hard place, right? Because do I sacrifice those 300 people in that community to save my country from being sued? Or do I save the 300 and subject generations of people mm. to pay a corporation because they sued us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do more podcasts about this because I want to learn more. Mm -hmm. um, would you, yeah. Who, who should I talk to next, you think? Like, who should I? I, I, yeah. I, I don't know if you've spoken with Rochelle, 
Not yet, but I will accuse. Yeah. I would say because we're also having the Mercury conventions and a lot of people are not aware to, of all the dangers that Mercury represents. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would be if you want to expand on, on on what we're doing. Um, I think it would to follow on that line. I think it would also be important to to have Rochelle come over and yeah. and and speak about you know what Mercury does to our systems. We need to start educating our communities, and this information is not just what we do at the international arena. I don't pretend for anybody to become an expert and that, that they need to know all, all um, of these mechanisms, the ins and outs or whatever, but that they know that there are things that, that are in place, right? And that there are some of us that are working and have a little bit more expertise in those areas that perhaps we can also help educate. But I think it is of the essence that what little we know, we share. Yeah, you know, I think that um, in this conversation, we've had we've touched on so many subjects that are so important, and I want to stress the fact that I think you are onto something with this um, indigenous meeting or gathering every month to mm -hmm. discuss something. I think that you know, step by step is a great step. Definitely, definitely. And I think that this conversation, like, um, I'm, I don't want to take too much of your time, uh, but this conversation will be one of many, I think, because uh, there are so many things that we can we should unpack and talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, any, um, yeah, any. I want to, before we go, I want that's to. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah that our relatives in all the different regions, the seven social cultural regions of the world, particularly our sisters, observers, you know, private sector, whatever, uh, still have time to register for the second World Conference on Indigenous Women, right? When is that? Uh, it's going to, because we have to do it by Zoom, Online, yeah. we're going to do it for four weeks straight, starting with Thursday, August 12th. And the final, you know, we'll meet every, every Thursday, we'll have a morning session and a night session to accommodate the time zones. So it doesn't mean that if you attended the morning session, for example, that, that you cannot attend the, the, the one at night. You know, right. I think it's important that we all hear what our other relatives from other regions have to say. Mm. And on September 2nd, you know, on the last one, everybody will make that sleep sacrifice that we were speaking about when we first started talking. Yeah. Right. And hopefully all the regions will be present for that final day on September 2nd. Uh, people can visit uh, www.worldconferenceiw, meaning indigenous women, mm. org. And um, if it's an indigenous woman, obviously sign up as that. We will have um, four, four languages. We have Russian, English, Spanish, and French. And um, registration will be open until August 10th. So please make sure that whether you have donors or you have uh, organizations, even if they're not in, not indigenous, but that are supportive of indigenous peoples, they can sign up as observers, mm -hmm. right? But indigenous women will have the priority of speaking during right. these sessions. 
Um, so that is something that it's really important. I hope that, um, that this has given um, a little glimpse of the things that we do, right? And, and that one of the main things is to remain humble. I think that every single one of us in the morning, the second we get up, right? We have Mr. Ego waiting there, right? And we may think that because we do things at a, at a, at a larger scale of visibility, um, that, that we are the sun and the sun revolves around us. Mm. And it's not that way. It takes a lot of hard work, sacrifice, commitment, and, um, and a great need of self-care because many of us do not, um, do not do that job very well when it comes to us taking care of us. We can take care and defend many, but uh, it is something that we're learning. And I hope that, you know, um, that you and I, Ghazali, with our experiences and this conversation have shared some seeds mm -hmm. with our relatives that are listening. And it is my hope, right? There's only three things that you can do with the seed. Eh, it makes some sense, but I'm not ready to plant it yet. So you put it in the pocket mm -hmm. or it doesn't make any sense and you toss it or you say, I received a seed, but I know it's going to give me fruit. It makes sense to me to plant it right now. Right. So that's that's what we can do. Oh, Ty, thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much for doing this, for one. And like I said, we're, we're definitely going to talk more about not only about toxics and everything else, but also about everything else. Um, but thank you so much for your time, Ty. And um <laughs> Have a great, have a great, great continuation of your of your day. Oh, evening. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Gazali. Abundant blessings to everybody. And if you hear some background, these are Zoom times in family environments. So we are all experiencing this. <laughs> we all used to this. So um, yeah. So yeah. Coca Cola. Abundant blessings to you, my dear. My friends, that's the end of the episode. But there's more. Um, way more. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast um, on your favorite podcasting platform, of course. And by the way, there are more nuggets of wisdom on YouTube. So check out my name, Ghazali Ohorella, on YouTube. Subscribe and watch your favorite movie. Movie. I don't make movies. Videos. Videos. Um, sorry about that. Um, and again, thank you so much for listening and bye-bye.